Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, brothers and sisters, and welcome to yet another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. We're back here in the studio again. We have a special guest. We have Brother Jason DeMars from South Carolina. And I have Brother Tim Dunn next to me here in the studio to cover the Bible way. And we are going to be discussing a lot of the missionary efforts that Brother Jason has been involved in the past couple of years. Brother Tim Dunn. Thank you, Brother John. It's good to be back here again today. And we have a special guest. And I say a special guest because I have been so anticipating having this brother <laughs> on a podcast because I know how much work he's been doing in the areas that he's working in. And we've kept in touch uh, over the last couple years, but it's actually been since April of 2022 since we had a podcast with Brother Jason. So, Brother Jason, welcome back to the Bible Believers Faith Challenge podcast. Thank you very much, Brother Tim. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast with you. And and yeah, you're right. We do keep in touch and I definitely appreciate that. So looking forward to our conversation. We are very, I personally am very um, amazed at how God has opened up uh, the work in the Arabic language, as well as the work that you've done in the Middle East, in Turkey, in the history of Turkey, and the Iranian refugees, and all of those things that you have worked in. And I just view it as the hand of the Lord. So we won't dump everything at once, but let's start. You were just in the Middle East, I think you said you were in Turkey and in Israel. So tell yes. us what you did on your recent trip over there. Yeah, we we worked with a couple churches still in in uh, Turkey. Um, the nature of the work in uh, with Iranian refugees is changing. You know, refugee situation is directly connected to political situations. So. Mm-hmm. Um, People are not going through the refugee process quite as quickly, and things are quite a bit more difficult for refugees living in uh, in Turkey now. And so the Iranians that we work with have been people that have, we've worked with for quite a number of years. And uh, we visited uh, one of our churches there in Kayseri and worked with the group there. We also visited uh, the city of Denizli, where we have a little group there. Several of our pastors uh, there have uh, are in the process of moving to Canada. Mm. One has already moved there to the Toronto area, and another one right. also is in the process. I think in about 11 days, he'll make his flight there, completing mm. his refugee process. So things, the nature of things are changing in Turkey, but we're working with Iranian refugees there still, even though things are changing mm-hmm. and um, especially spent a good time with brother Nehemiah and brother Shaheen on the, on the last trip, especially praying and talk, discussing about future plans for, for Turkey. And then I think I spent about a week there in Turkey and then, um, or maybe a little over a week in Turkey and then went on to Israel. Uh, the nature of things of working in Israel is a bit uh, different between Turkey and Israel, and uh, how so? Uh, how are they different? Well, 
this is probably something that's surprising. I've told a number of uh, pastors this, and they've they've actually been shocked. But there's quite an anti-missionary movement uh, in in Israel hmm. right now. It doesn't surprise and me, actually. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you're probably a little bit more abreast of things than than most. Um, it definitely is a situation where we can't really openly speak names and the names of people in the church, the gotcha. names of yeah. the ministers that we're working with. So, um, and we can speak in very general terms, but I visited, uh, I visited some sites there, which was amazing and uh, absolutely uh, life-changing, but also working with a, a little group there of believers and um they've been they've been eager for me to come probably for four or five years now Hmm. but uh the lord finally opened cleared the way and opened the door and we held several services with them there you know we were talking earlier and and just to bring our listeners into the loop you know the the handling of the jews the children of israel is, is different than Gentiles. Gentiles is carte blanche. This is their message. But mm-hmm. the Jews, we realize that this message is a rapture message. It's a bride message. And so yeah. the, there have always been Jews that have been Christians down through the ages. And I'm sure there are Jews that are uh, called to believe this message. But this isn't mm-hmm. the message to the 144,000. You know, right. that, that's going to take a different message. That's why uh, the spirit of Elijah comes again. To Israel, and so yeah. um, I don't know how much you can say in general terms, but uh, are the the people that you're? I think there's probably Jews and Gentiles that you're ministering to in the That's nation right. of Israel, and yeah, yeah, the church is made up of Jews and Gentiles. Um, some, many of them are from uh, the former Soviet Union mm. areas. Mm-hmm. And so service services are now in Russian and in English. Okay. But they're going to be moving them to Hebrew and in English. So, hmm. um, yeah, it, it's, I guess there's two ways really to look at this because the, the message of the hour, the gospel has to be declared in every nation. Right, right. Then the end will come. Yeah. And so... Um, everybody has a different burden mm-hmm. and a different calling and a different ministry. And, you know, Brother Branham, obviously his ministry is very different than mine, a completely different purpose. Right. And so the Lord forbid him to go and hold meetings there. Right. But um, at the same time, the gospel is for everyone and the church you know, in the book book of Ephesians, you can read in chapter two and in chapter three at the beginning. Um, you know, the church is made up of Jews and Gentiles. Right. You know, dispensationally is another subject where you look at that and say dispensationally he turned clearly turned a corner, turned away mm-hmm. because the Jews refused the gospel, and he turned to the Gentiles. Right. Now, this doesn't mean that a Jew that hears the gospel and repents cannot be saved. Exactly. And so exactly. I think we're, we're, uh, on the one hand, all Christians are always obligated to proclaim the gospel to every every creature. Mm-hmm. And so last time I checked, Jews are also creatures like you and I. Yeah. And uh, 
of course they have an, they should have an opportunity to to hear the gospel <laughs> but dispensationally speaking of course they're not going to it's not going to be a grand revival right amongst the jews where all israel will be saved mm-hmm. we understand that has to do when when god turns the corner the rapture takes place the two witnesses are anointed and sent forward and they seal the 144,000 uh with with the holy ghost and that's what's going to happen. I, I actually have a quote right in front of me that I'm going to read sure. to you that uh, sort of shapes some of what uh, I look at it's from the Church Ages book. In chapter one, Brother Branham says, Now, when is the gospel returning to the Jews? When the days of the Gentiles is finished, the gospel is ready to go back to the Jews. Oh, if I could just tell you something that is about to happen right in this our day. This great thing that is about to happen will carry over to Revelation 11 and pick up those two witnesses, those two prophets, Moses and Elijah, turning the gospel back to the Jews. We're ready for it. Everything is in order. As the Jews brought the message to the Gentiles, even so the Gentiles will take it right back to the Jews and the rapture will come. Yeah. So, I mean, if if we're going to take some time to exposit that, it's pretty clear what he's, what he's saying is that you know, the gospel is going to go around the world. It's mm-hmm. going to travel around the world, back through the Middle East, back to Israel. And there'll be Gentiles that will bring it back to the Jews and the rapture will come. Right. So he didn't right. say the rapture will come and then we'll bring it to him. So mm-hmm. w- what part we play, I'm not trying to say I play a part of anything. I'm just trying to be obedient to what the Lord calls me to do. Amen. The rest of it is up to him. Amen. You know, and in Christ, and that's the great thing, you know, like you say, we could expound on this probably. We could spend the whole podcast talking about this. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. You come into Christ, it's not Jew or Gentile. It's, it's, it's a covenant that has been given yes. to the bride yes. of Jesus Christ, and there's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. And you, and you can't... And it's not talking about there aren't males and females, and it's not talking right. about there aren't Jews and Gentiles. <laughs> yes. It's just saying all are equal in Christ. Yep. And uh, equal access. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. Brother Jason. And and I know Israel has a special place in any believer's mind and heart. Yeah. And so, as the Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, but it's more than that. You know, they are. Uh, we can't call them brethren. But we can certainly appreciate the covenant that God made with Israel, and which He will bring back, you know, through those, uh, through His work there, the end time work. I don't want to get into discussions of specifics, but you know, right. He has not forgotten them, and that is Absolutely. the key point. And uh, and so we appreciate God's relationship to them because yeah. we appreciate God's relationship to us. Yeah, and I think Amen. that's that's very very important. So God bless you for that effort, and may the Lord bless your efforts there and bring in every seed that is predestinated to the rapture and clothe them with the word of this hour, the wedding Amen. garment. Amen. So now, Arabic translation has been mm-hmm. certainly, as at Bible Believers, translation is our largest burden and uh, mm-hmm. something that we're very, very involved in on many levels in many languages. The Message Hub, of course, is central to what we do, uh, but the Message Hub, we don't view it as our work. We view it as a cooperative work amongst believers all over the world. We do the admin part. We do the technical part, but it's really the translators all over Mm -hmm. the world. Um, And the Arabic 
I think now, I think we're up to about 50, getting close to 50 translations in Arabic. I know the church yep. age is done. Wow. And the church age book is done. And uh, the that was the first thing that we published was yes. the church age book. And mm-hmm. I, I think you remember the story. It was phenomenal because the week before, you know, when we had got the church age book, which then we were then able to generate the witnessing tracks out of the mm-hmm. out of the church age book, the week before I had a brother contact me from Europe and because we hadn't announced it yet. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Brother Tim, we need translations in Arabic. <laughs> and Brother Jean, I don't know if you recall that, but uh, I told the brother, I said, you must have been praying because <laughs> we are literally this week releasing the Arabic Church yeah. Age book, which was largely your efforts, Brother Jason, and uh, through the translators over there in the Middle East. And so why don't you give us an update on what's happening in Arabic in translation? Yes. Well, it's wonderful. We've, I think in the last year we've gotten, see, I have a list in front of me and I think there's two more. So okay. there's 23 translations that have been done in the last year with our team, father and son team of translators over there. Wonderful. And they're doing a wonderful job. We're also getting them printed over there. So um, we, we try to print two a month and uh, print 500 copies. Mm-hmm and have those distributed throughout Egypt and they're going to other places in the Arab speaking world. And, uh, we're, we're just really going off of all the most important messages, the list that, that, uh, you guys have put out with some variances here and there based on a spiritual need that's going on in uh, in Egypt. But, uh, just the way the Lord worked it out is, is incredible. You know, if, if, if someone if if someone had been raised up in say Lebanon to do the translation, we'd have a little bit of an issue because they they don't speak the same version of Arabic that everybody speaks. Uh, so okay, um, they w- there wouldn't be understandable. But in Egypt, they speak the classical version of Arabic, hmm. which goes into every nation. So even wow. in Lebanon, whereas they don't they speak differently, they have a different sort of dialect of Arabic. They can read and understand this version of Arabic. So it's really, the Lord was very mindful of who he was raising up. And I agree. That is uh, definitely forward here, you know, and the, the, the brother that's spearheading doing it is, uh, you know, he was, he got his master of divinity in uh, assemblies of God. The Lord called him out, called him to the message. Mm. And so he's kind of has a background of, of understanding and, good connections of, you know, for helping with editing, but also then his son had been since he's little going to English uh, school. Mm-hmm. So his son mm-hmm. is f- totally fluent in, in English. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when we have services, he's the one that does the translation mm-hmm. for it because he understands and can speak at such a, a high level in both English and Arabic. And so it, it's really uh the Lord was extremely sovereign uh, over this work of translation, and they're doing, man, they're doing a fantastic job, and they're working hard at it. I agree, so. Brother Jason. You know that I can just see in, in just listening to you the sovereign hand of God working on several levels there. You know, mm-hmm. having been involved a little bit in missions, we, you know, when you go into a language, 
and God sovereignly gives you English speakers and brings them into the message and and has already prepared them in the background that is necessary for translation and all of those things. God does not just start working on people when they receive the message. He ha- he knows all things and brings it all oh, yeah. together from all the different angles, and he's the one that is orchestrating this great thing. And we're just, I always tell people, we don't open doors. God opens doors. Yes, sir. We just yeah. walk through them. That's it. And yeah. uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, speaking of open doors here, Brother Tim, if I may interject here, I'm curious. And one of the things I, I love to see in, in when we talk about missionary work, whether it's Uganda, Ethiopia, is always to see the, the supernatural element and the sovereignty of God's hand in every single work. And to me, just hearing what you said about the classical Arabic that's spoken in Egypt, that's that's the element to me that shows that, wow, this is nothing else than God being sovereign and knowing exactly how to approach this and not exactly what to use and who to use. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious, Brother brother Jason, if you could give us maybe very briefly, how did the translation efforts even start in Egypt? Like, how, how did you get involved in Egypt? Yeah, so I'd been working in, in Turkey with... Iranian refugees for quite a while, and uh, so a lot of people were aware of that, and and uh, I really couldn't even explain exactly how it worked, but um, let me go back in my mind and think, brother, the pastor we're working with in Egypt came to the message through, the, through uh, a brother in Lebanon, uh, that I believe Brother Tony Abma led to the message, mm. and that brother sort of went off into some strange doctrines. Well, anyways, he went and witnessed in Egypt about the message, but it wasn't sitting well. Some of the things weren't sitting well with the the the, the pastor in in Egypt. Mm. So somehow he got in contact with brothers in, in Sub-Sahara Africa. And he went to Burkina Faso for a special meeting that Brother Gerd was holding. Wow. And at the same time, a brother from Ghana that I have been been in contact with for quite some time, just as in fellowship, friendship, um, he was there at that meeting in Burkina Faso as well. And he said, hey, where are you from? I'm from Egypt. Well, I know a brother who works in the Middle East. You should meet him. Incredible. So, uh, he gave me his. He gave me the brother from Ghana. Gave me the brother in Egypt's contact information, and vice versa. He gave my contact information. The brother in Egypt. We got in touch, and that's how we started going back and forth and speaking more about the message. I actually learned that they'd already had translated some uh, uh, booklets, like a outreach booklets on the um on from my they just take took took pdfs from my website and translated serpent seed tract Mm -hmm. and a few others and so it was i had no idea how they did it so we were it was kind of like the lord was working on on both ends there to get me introduced to them and then i made my first trip there with brother marcus becker and uh Brother Mamdo, who recently passed away from Brother Gerd's church, okay. and since then they've kind of, they they stepped back, and I continued to continue to go there. Wonderful, 
It's wonderful. That's that is a really yeah. uh, sovereign trail that Lord leads people down, mm-hmm. and uh, so we we're so thankful for that, Brother Jason. You know, yeah. it's one. You know, I I look at different things that we're involved in, and I just say I'm thankful that the Lord has allowed us to be involved in what He's doing in yes, these sir. areas, and I'm yeah, sure exactly. you feel the same way as the Lord has used you in those areas. Yeah, you just go forward in obedience and you know, you wait on him. You don't you don't just rush forward into every opportunity that you think comes, but you you something comes and you wait and you might wait years. Yeah. You think, why am I waiting? Why am I doing this? But the Lord's timing is always perfect. And there's times where you wait and he 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 tells you not uh, turn away from that. Right. Right. You know, uh, but then there's times you wait, and then the door, then the door opens, and the timing opens, and it's just everything just fits perfectly. And that's the key, you know. God has to mold you too. God has mm-hmm. to get you ready for this work, and and I'm sure that you know many elements of the work that you went through with the Iranian refugees mm-hmm. that have prepared you for what you're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like how the prophet yeah, it was says, quite a school of hard knocks for sure. Amen. <laughs> Brother talks about the right person, the right time, the right season, the right place, and all those things lining up for sure. Yeah. Amen. Well, um, so translation is ongoing. The the work. I think you've got a trip coming up now, going into Egypt. What's happening there? Yeah, we're we're having uh, one way that you can work in Egypt very well is through uh, doing conferences there. Um, it's very common amongst the uh, Coptic people. So if you're not familiar with Egypt, um, you have the the Muslims who are the majority there, mm-hmm. but then you have the Coptic Church, which is is an Orthodox church, and uh, you're probably you're probably familiar with a different version of that with Ethiopia. Yeah, and you maybe have spoken some about that. I'm a little bit familiar with, with um, the Coptic Ethio- with the Coptic Egyptians too. Just having done some reading on it, they have some interesting beliefs, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, very, very. So it's it's uh, because of the the situation there that there there have been a long standing Christian community in that country. Uh, it really there's there's a lot of different uh, Coptic cities and Coptic neighborhoods. So there, there's an ability to sort of do like a little getaway at a conference retreat out in the, uh, it's really out in the desert usually, or up in Alexandria, different uh, groups, different denominations will own properties. We would look at them like in North America as a, you know, a camp. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, from our perspective, it's not a camp. It's, it's uh, quite a number of places to stay with apartments there and uh, activities for the young people and then you know meeting rooms multiple meeting rooms and so we go and mm. we'll have services there and it really opens a wonderful door there to have you know a, a long weekend of five or six services where you can really lay in the message for them and uh, also do some outreach so it's that's a great blessing so we're going to be doing that as well as having a couple services there and uh, downtown Cairo at their regular church. So now I've read about Alexandria. I've I've actually never been to Egypt, but uh-huh. Alexandria. Tell me, on a, a little bit of a segue here. It's yeah. I've read it's a nice place. Is it a nice place? I haven't been to downtown area. I've just been on really on the outskirts there. Okay. 
where it is but it's uh if you look at the map uh the the uh the satellite version of the map there it's right on the edge of the desert where we go so it's it's still very uh, rocky and rugged but it's all surrounded by there's a little bit of grass that grows there and lots of trees and and uh, uh agriculture kind of surrounding the area so uh where we're at i i guess i wouldn't it's 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 an oasis in a desert it's right. really what okay it, yeah yeah what it is and and it's uh, but it's fascinating egypt is fascinating i haven't done a ton of sightseeing there but um you know of course been to the pyramids sure a number of times with people that have come and visits if you if you go there there's just a requirement to go to the pyramids i guess <laughs> my and, wife has uh, been there but i've never been there wow. okay yeah. yeah yeah she was i there. just pulled the map in front of me and it's it's very beautiful yeah no i've just read about it that's why i asked you just a little segue <laughs> into you know the local geography over there amen yeah i wish the muslims didn't burn down the the library yeah. that they had in alexandria yeah i, I think the same thing <laughs> been quite a quite a place to visit sure exactly <laughs> exactly so on this next trip you're only going to egypt or are you also going? I, i'm gonna i'm going to egypt and then i'll be in israel as well okay yep yeah very good very good yes, and when is that coming up right away here that's coming up i leave uh july 30th and uh, i'll be back uh august 15th okay here's a quick question for you yes uh, it's kind of a coming at you from sideways uh sometimes people wonder what does your wife think about these travels and these places you go into <laughs> and your family how does how do they handle uh, i know how mine handles it but uh when you're traveling into some places that are not necessarily the most welcoming place Mm-hmm. Well, my wife, if you if you ever heard my testimony about um, the Lord delivering me from death from COVID, you'll I understand did. she's yeah. a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say that the, the the fear that she has, only fear that she has for me is being out of the will of God. Mm-hmm. That's her greatest concern about me. Um, That's very good. That's very, you know, at, maybe at first she felt like, okay, this is dangerous and I'm worried. But um, at this point in time, it's sort of like second, second nature as far as being gone for a, a long time. That's not easy. Sure. That's very, very difficult. And I've got three children, uh, 14, 12 and five. And of course, they're all pretty much raised. Uh, they don't know any different. That's how life has been for them. But right. Uh, right. You know that's that's difficult, but again, the sort of the same thing is it's because it's uh, old hat for us. We don't really think as much about the danger because it hasn't been horribly. I mean, it's not like it's safe or that there's not things to watch out for. But um, you know, (laughs) I think it's maybe not as dangerous as people think it is, only because it's not complete danger. There are dangerous places. There are dangerous situations. But yes. once you learn how to navigate and how to, what's good and what's not good in any particular country, I mean, it's be like, it'd be like traveling in the United States. There's places you don't want to go in the United States. It's just, that's yeah. just the reality of it. And, yep. uh, and so just as someone that can understand what you're talking about, you know, it is, 
it is something that God does anoint the wife and bless the wife and give her a yeah. comfort. And like you said, uh, if it's God's will to be in a certain place, that's the safest place that there is to be. Amen. Exactly. And for the first time in 12 years, she is going to be meeting me uh, with with some other people from church in Israel. So I'll Wonderful. be... Uh, I'll be blessed to have her with me for a, for the first time in a very long time on a trip. Amen. So that's, I'm pretty excited about that. It's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, it's been wonderful to have you with us, Brother Jason. You do your own podcast. Um, yes, sir. What is that called? Yes, sir. Uh, Jason Demars podcast. I I uh, I just put it on my website at jasondemars.com. and mm-hmm. of course, there's all kinds of different ways that you put podcasts out there and it's pretty much in every way that you can, can get it any way you want it. So, right. Right. Yes, sir. Well, that's, that's wonderful. And jasondemars.com is the place yes. people will find your contact info there. I'm sure as well. Yep. And uh, if they want to get behind anything that you're doing, that's probably the best way for them to contact you. Yeah. If they go through that, then they can get to the missions website and anywhere else from there. So, yep. Wonderful. Well, it's been wonderful to have you with us, Brother Jason, once again. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for your time. I know you're busy. If uh, I won't tell the people all the canceled times we've had in the last few (laughs) months of trying to get this podcast done, but I'm so glad to finally get it done and hear what God's doing in the Middle East, in the Arabic Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it and enjoyed the conversation very much. Amen. God bless you, Brother Jason, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. God bless you. Pastor Brother Jason, it was really nice having you today. Looking forward to connecting with you again sometime soon, perhaps Amen. after your trip back. That'd uh, be wonderful. Right. Well, thank you, Brother Jason. And to our listeners, please continue to remember all the mission efforts here, now the country of Egypt, all the translations that are taking place there. We need your support. We need your prayers. Uh, God is still seeking out every single soul, every single name that's in that book no matter where they are, no matter what country, no matter what language they speak, God has a bride everywhere and we're still continuing, continuing to count on your prayers and efforts. And thank you so much, Brother Jason, for your labor. May God continue to use you and bless you. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're interested in more podcasts and more content as it pertains to mission, please go to our website at BibleWay.org. That's BibleWay.org and subscribe to our newsletter. We will make sure that we send you updates on a weekly basis of the works that the Lord is doing all over the world. Additionally, you can send us an email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. And once again, we'd like to thank you for your support. This podcast would not be a success without you. Until next time, may God bless you.